Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. First of all, we'd like to welcome back people that are listening from the Crimson Circle website earlier. We'd like to welcome the listeners that are coming through the Awakening Zone radio network as well as Blog Talk Radio Network, BTR. Welcome, everyone. We hope that you're here and all excited about joining us in Cold Creek Canyon. We're looking forward to a channel by Jeffrey Hoppy of Adamas, who is in his Freedom Series. Who knows what that means next? <laughs> so are you ready? Yeah. And welcome to our local live audience, as you just heard them. So Jeff is going into channel now with Adamas, and we're going to open up with some breathing from Norma and then music. Okay, are you ready? I invite you now, allow this. This is your moment to come home, home into the core of you, to receive. Feel this. Feel this as you breathe in. Feel this breath. You and breath and the love affair that connects you to the brilliance of all that you are. Feel this coming deeper and deeper down, coming home, home into that sweet, sweet core, sinking, sinking, giving permission, giving the freedom for soul and human to come so close that the love affair becomes fresher and newer than ever before. Breathe so deeply. Breathing in, breathing out. Breathing in, breathing out. You can feel this rhythmic dance. Breathing in, breathing out. Receiving. This evening, yes, one breath at a time, breath at a time, yes. Sun will be rising soon. 
Any day now, 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 any day. Any day now, 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 any day. Well, I work so hard, push my fingers to the bone, and I'm lying here alone. My brother's in a rut, he's feeling cold, so slow the way that it goes. As the wise they say, gotta rise to see a bright day. Any day now, 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 any day. Any day now, any day now, any day now. Saint-Germain, in service to you. Oh, I wasn't clapping for myself. <laughs> ah, good to be back here in Coal Creek Canyon, Colorado, with so many smiles and happy spirits and abundant humans. Mm. Although it does smell like bad pizza. <laughs> And cheap chocolate in here. Hmm. Look at this spread. Cookies, candy, bad pizza. <laughs> no, no, no. So, Shambra, today we have many new ones watching in. Well, we always get a few new ones, but today a large number of new ones. And for those of you who are watching for the first time, I do caution you. This is Chambra. <laughs> They're different, very different. They're renegades. They are spiritual terrorists. <laughs> if you were expecting to tune in and watch my messenger, my channeler, 
sitting in the chair with eyes closed. No, no, no. No, we walk around, we have eyes wide open, because that's the way each and every one of you should be living. Eyes wide open. Talk about an energy hit. <laughs> well, I just scared half of them away. No, Shambhar does it a little bit different. They don't go for the old standards. They don't follow any freaking guru, none at all. They have reverence to nobody, not even themselves. And they don't laugh when they're supposed to. I keep asking for the laugh signs, the applaud signs. No, Shambhar is different. If you were expecting to tune in to this show and have toning, well, we'll show you. Shambhar, let's tone. Now you understand. <laughs> if you expected to tune in and have silence and stillness, this is what you get. Laughter, because this is the new energy, the new consciousness. This is. This is the beginnings of true freedom as well. So if you're just tuning in for the first time, take a deep breath, because you're about to experience something different. And not just with Shambra, within yourself. Something that says the old rules need to go. Something that says that the old patterns need to be shattered right now. Something that says it is time for your freedom. Freedom. That big question, are you ready for it? It sounds so enticing. Freedom. Oh, yes. Freedom from that bad job, that bad partner, your children, whatever it happens to be, freedom. But that's not true freedom. No. True freedom comes from within you. Freedom from you. Freedom for you. True freedom. Very, very few beings have ever, ever had it. They think about it. Some actually think that they are free because they live in a free country, and they've told that they have freedom, but that doesn't mean they're free. It just means that they have the illusion of freedom. Now stop for a moment. Oh, stop. Are you truly free? Are you truly free? Hmm. Thinking about it. Have a little bit here and there, free to choose what bad pizza you eat. <laughs> True freedom. True freedom. We're going to be talking about that today. But before I do, let's talk about the world, the earth, what's happening. A little earthly kind of talk. Obviously, we're at the end of 2012, end of many great cycles on this planet. And one of the cycles is about freedom going from, well, personal slavery, slavery of yourself, slavery to others, into your own freedom. You've heard me say before, only the Master can be in service. Everyone else is but a servant. 
It's true. Only the master with total compassion can be there in service because the true master doesn't really have an agenda about the outcome. The master is doing it just because. The master doesn't really care if the student graduates because the master understands that it is up to the student. The master is there simply for the joy of being present during the student's learning experiences. The master is there not to tell the student what to do, but like so many of you did the other day during the holiday dream, Halloween dreamwalk, master is there to be a presence, to be the I am. Often the student doesn't even see the master, doesn't want to, even though the master is there. Oftentimes the student tries to emulate the master, to be like the master, to copycat the master. And when that happens with the true masters, they leave. They step aside because they realize, first of all, they don't want anybody to be like them. Sovereignty is sovereignty, period. Secondly, the master doesn't want any student to get attached, so they will leave. Oh, to the great disappointment and to the great um, consternation of the student, but they will leave. Oh, and then the student feels abandoned once again, just added to that, I've been abandoned in my life list. Funny. <laughs> Tough audience today. Oh, Kathumi said bad jokes today. <laughs> so the world, what's happening in the world right now? End of 2012, end of many cycles. It's actually going a little bit more gracefully than we would have thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have uh, and, uh, so many energies converging right now, all at one place. Yes, you had a recent uh, your Superstorm super Sandy uh, that hit. Uh, that was part of a huge energy shift, a major earthquake in British Columbia, another part of the energy shift. There will be more before the end of the year. Huge energy shifts, big. Right now, particularly on this planet, there is this whole shifting, and the shifting is about freedom. The entire cosmos is watching. Please remember that there are not these advanced civilizations out there. It'd be nice maybe to think that, but there's really not. There's really not. There are other life forms, what you may call intelligent life forms, but life forms without the heart, without the love that humans have. So right now the entire cosmos is tuned in to what's happening on this planet, the freedom issue, because they're not free either. Matter of fact, they're going to have to come by way of Earth or one of the many new Earths for their ascension, for their ultimate freedom. So there is an amazing focus on this planet right now, huge interest. What will humans do? What will humans do? That's a good question. I'm not talking about just you, but humanity. Let's feel into the next few years. Oh, it could go so many different ways right now. It truly can. There's many potentials, of course, 
but potentials that have basically the same energetic um, dynamic, the same potential to be realized. The interesting thing about with all these energy changes, it does bring forth potentials. And right now there's so many lined up, different scenarios, and any of these could be chosen by humanity, by mass consciousness. It doesn't mean that you need to choose it, because you're going to be a free and sovereign being. You can have any reality you want, even if the reality around you is different. Oh, well, that's, that's living as a master. It doesn't really matter. Everybody around you can be in duality. You don't need to be. You can be surrounded by it. Yes, it, sometimes it tugs on you. There is a, uh, what I call a gravitational force of mass consciousness. You feel it every day. So even if you're not into duality and the rest of the world is, you're going to feel the pull on it. But pretty soon you get very tuned in and you realize what's yours and what's not. And you stop buying into things that are not yours. Therefore the gravity, the energy gravity doesn't work the same. So 2013, what's going to happen? Let's, I'd be interested to and so would the listeners today. What's going to happen in the next, let's say, year or two? Which direction is humanity, Earth, going to go? Yes, Edith. Well, I was playing with Linda. Let's see, what's going to happen? No, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> you were listening to Adamas. Yes, correct. Thank you for the correction. Uh, Edith, assume so many different sets of potentials, things that could happen. Not to you, but to the planet, to humanity. What? Which way is it going to go? Well, um, if you look at mass consciousness, it might not be so good. Give me an example. Well, you're already Armageddon. You're already s- no. No. You're already seeing higher uh, taxes. The, uh, water washer. <laughs> no. We can fight yes. that. <laughs> no, we can fight that. Real, uh, let's stop right there. Ah, yes. Much to my delight. Oh, no, because we're free beings, we can lower taxes. Really? When's it ever been done in history? Ever, ever, ever? Oh, it's the old um, shell game. Yes, we're going to lower your property taxes. Sorry, we just increased your payroll taxes, or whatever other taxes, or let's impose some new taxes. Taxes. Oh. There is no freedom. There is no freedom from the taxes. Ah, except for Chambra. That's a whole other discussion. Linda won't let me say it today. So, <laughs> you are so right. So, Psychic. Yes. Um, so, Edith, what? Um, oh. What will happen next in the next year? What? What? Take a deep breath. Yes. I'm not exactly a prognosticator. Be a psychic. Um. <clears throat> I think the same thing that's been happening is going Yes, to be- the same thing that's been happening. Yes, yes, good, good. Oh, now you took all the fun out of the game. <laughs> you channeled me, you answered correctly. Yes, the same thing. The same thing. So what's been happening? We'll continue this game. What's been happening? With oh, Edith? No, 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 keep, keep going. Rockstar what's been Edith. happening? What's been happening? I think of a word to say, but basically, 
who are in totally opposite directions. There's people that are very right, very left, very yes. whatever. Polarization. Yes, separation. Polarization. Polarization, separation, even more of it? Yes. I thought we were all going to get together as a God, global community and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> separation, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I'm saying this deliberately today, because we're going to take a little peek into next year. You can all write a newspaper column or a book or whatever, and you'll be considered a psychic because you're going to be right. Uh, that what happened, what's going to happen next year is what happened this year, what happened the year before. Unless, just unless something happens. But the likelihood right now is that next year is going to look like this year. Maybe a little more intense. But stop. But stop, Shambra. For the new listeners, we always do this. Stop right there. I didn't say for you. I said for the world. My question is, are you going to want to keep living on this world? Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you. So the question, the, the issue is, so next year, well, it could be more you know, earth changes, global warming, global freezing, global problems. It can continue. And the chances are, sitting here today, it probably will. It does not take a psychic. It does not take any a channeler. It does not even take a trend forecaster to figure that one out. <laughs> Mass consciousness is like the weather. It's going to be the same tomorrow as it was today, two-thirds of the time. That's pretty good odds for any psychic. Yeah. So, separation. Where were we? Next. No, polarization. Separation. All right, whatever. I'm going to use separation later in my talk. This is okay, all. Okay. I can't use the word polarization because it okay. won't go with other words that I'm going to use. Got it. Got it. I'll stop. Okay. It's separate. Got it. Yes. Okay. What I. No, I just oh. want to take a moment. This was all in the Matrix. This was all pre-recorded before we came here. Linda just disrupted our little pre-recorded Matrix <gasps> session. Everything that was going to be said was said before you got here. Then Linda <gasps> disrupted it. Oh my God! <laughs> before we started this session, I knew exactly what you were going to say before you said it, and I knew exactly what I was going to say, until Linda <gasps> disrupted the consciousness of Shambra. <gasps> Keep that in mind. This is going to be very important for later. Thank you. Actually, we did pre-record that. that was <sighs> good. <laughs> Pete, what, what's going to happen next year? Well, I, it started out with – I just look at what happened with Sandy, the big storm. Yes. Okay, got devastated that area. And why did that area get devastated? Why? They're the coldest people I know of. I lived in New Jersey for 17 years. Yes. Nobody would look at each other, just yes. walk past each other. Right. They now have to ask for help. Yes. And people are responding in yes. nice ways. 9 11 happened there. Yes. Okay. And it's ch making them change. Yes. Otherwise, they're going to die. Okay. Yes. They're asking for help. And you can see that on TV. It's really? Wonderful. Will they? How long no. will it last? How long will it last? Yeah, yes. it's just it, it'll step it up. Yeah, 
And it may happen other places, but I think this is what, I can see it happening in my family. I've never been able to talk to my family, you know, for the yeah. last 17 years. Welcome yeah. to my club. And now we're changing. <laughs> yes. We're getting in our hearts. Yes. And seeing people as human beings. Yes. And treating them that way. Yes. 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 Unfortunately, that it takes a, a catastrophe like that. Yes. Yeah, but, and then unfortunately, there is the potential it could go back to the old way. They'll fix yeah. up the houses, uh, yeah. they'll, they'll redo that until the next catastrophe. You yeah. said it before 9 11, same area. Mm-hmm. Why? What's, uh, just everybody take a deep breath. What's in that area? Greed, the center of money, financial sector, yeah. and, and many other things. Yeah. But the financial sector begets a lot of other energies. At the, all at the same time. So you get greed, you get lack of heart, mm-hmm. you get the um, fear. shutting down fear. of energies, fear. fear. Yes, people taking advantage of each other. So, and, and politics, a lot of politics mixed in there. It's an international center as well. So it is no wonder that the storm goes there. And again, you don't have to be psychic. <laughs> There's no great deep hidden meaning. Look yeah. at the, the top level meaning financial center. Absolutely. And it's an energy center also. Yes. It's an ener- a nice energy center, just that's been misused. Yes. Absolutely. So the storm finds its way there. Now, you can take a look very symbolically or very, very simply. Why wasn't it a fire or an earthquake? Why was it water and wind? Cleansing. Even though fire does cleanse, but it's a different type. By the way, just and we'll we'll go into this in the next month or two. But I want to tell you something now: fire, alchemy, fire does not have to be hot. And I say fire, and you see flames, and you think hot. We're going to learn in the next few months that it's not actually. That's an illusion. Huh. Oh, we're going to walk on those hot coals. <laughs> so, yes. The, the storm, the storm was attracted to that area. There's, a, there's an energy hole there, and it needed some cleansing. It needed a clearing out. Now, the question is, as the rebuilding happens, how is it going to take shape and form? Will people have learned something? Will consciousness have shifted in this place? And in a way, in a very interesting way, it doesn't matter to you personally, um, unless you have family there. In a matter, and we're going to be talking more about this today and going forward, but I want you to look at it as masters, no longer as the student, because school's out. Uh, <laughs> yay. <laughs> We're going to be getting away from the whole student lesson thing and into the master thing. But in a way, it doesn't matter, because if people choose to be in that area and, and to go through these catastrophes, that's their choice. Uh, it truly is. However, however, if a loving, balanced master who is in their I am energy happens to just want to go there energetically, or by airplane, wants to go there and do nothing more than just stand on the street corner, breathing and shining their presence, because their presence is so balanced, 
That illuminates potentials. Potentials. And one of the things I want to really drive home today is potentials. Uh, we've talked about it before, but sometimes it goes to your brain and not into your heart. Today we're going to cram it into your heart. <laughs> I'm saying that for the new people online. I'm trying to really annoy them today. I want them to go talk to their friends. Have you heard this crimson circle? Uh, I'm the master marketer. <laughs> Linda, true statement or not? Sure. <laughs> sure. Now that is a really convincing answer, Linda. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yes. And I had Calder get all dressed up today just for this show. So, where were we? Potentials. Potentials. <laughs> It was Edith that said that. <laughs> and one thing, we oh my gosh, let there be light uh, no. on the cameras. <laughs> I'm so excited. Now you will know when Snoop Dogg is shining on you because of that. Is that cool or what? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> Edith, shame. <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just trying to create, uh, increase the viewership on this program. So, the key point here, one of the key points of today, is potentials. We say that next year is going to be the same as this year, probably, because what do people see? That same potential over and over. They don't see potential of change, and sometimes when they do, they run the other way. They don't see the potential that lies beyond that, that says change doesn't have to be difficult. Change can be a true joy. Change can be fun, as you are having here today. So you're changing right now, and look how much fun you're having. <laughs> What else is going to happen next year? What else? Um, <laughs> the wind's going to move and Chamber's going to move. Yes, absolutely. I'll talk about wind in a moment. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, some big wind. Good, good, good. Next. What's going to happen next year? I'm going to get a new house. You're going to get a new house. Baby, get new shoes. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. How about for the planet? Oh. Well, if I can do it, yes. other people can do it too. Good. Good. Uh, the housing starts need to really keep going, from what yeah. I hear. And mine's yeah. going to be wonderful. It's going to be glorious. It's just going to be beautiful. So, let's put it this way. The world's going to get a new house. It could. Why it not? Will. Lots of new ones, will. actually. Doesn't yes. have to limit it to one. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because right now, as I'm speaking, and hopefully you're listening, saw a few of you nod <laughs> off, uh, there is a new house, and it's one of the new potentials for this planet. There are many new Earths. Yes. And these new Earths are where the first-timers who have never been embodied in this 
this before, uh, are going to go, but it's also where one of the potentials where you can go without having to leave your physical body and to begin really start experiencing this interdimensional living. You say, but why? What good does that do if I'm you know, just in some dream state off in the other realms? What does it do good does it do here? Well, every bit. Because one of the things about the new earth is it doesn't have the heaviness of duality, the heaviness of physicality there. So you can actually go there and rehearse and practice and play before you do it here. In other words, you can get a feel for what it's like to be really free, really liberated. You can get a feel for what it's like to go and be abundant, wildly abundant, and you go play there and then bring it here. Ah, it's one of the great things about the new earth that you have helped to create. Absolutely. So, uh, a few more next year, okay. 2013, okay. and then we'll get into the heart of today's discussion. Okay, how about you? Oh, I have no idea. Yes, next year, 2013. I don't watch the news. No, it's all bad. <laughs> That's hey? a good thing. Well, yeah. A, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't actually know what's happening. Crime, in the world. murder. I know there's a lot of uh, greed, um, wars, storms. Yeah, and poverty. Yeah. There's poverty. a lot of people yeah. worried about money, you know, and they're losing their jobs and they can't find jobs. Unemployment yes. is high. Yes. In in. Good. And they're struggling. Yes. To think that there's a, a change that's possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are jobless right now. Why? Well, they need to go through a change. They need, yeah. They've manifested it. Yes. And they need to he hear what they're saying They're to acting themselves. it out, yes. Yeah, they're acting yes. it out. But it's very tough. I mean, I, I have friends that are I mean, they're in a tough situation and they, they can't see the, the outcome. Yes. Yeah. And, and one of the things happening on the planet as a result of this shift into freedom – or not – but this whole dynamic of freedom it has to do with money. It's one of the big issues. One of the, one of the, um, uh, one of the grips that this lack of freedom has on consciousness it goes directly through money. No freedom, no money. So it affects the the economies. Plus the markets, financial markets, as you know, are about 500 years old. That's old. That's old. Right now, so they're having to go through a shift. People that are holding on to the old ways, not just because of greed, but because of old ways, because they want tomorrow to be like today. Because for them, they have the money. You don't. So they want it to be like today. <laughs> so there's this tremendous friction that's taking place right now. The I've said before, the financial systems have already collapsed, in a way. In other words, they're not, they are no longer backed by the trust that they used to have. Do you trust money? Do you trust the, in, in, the uh, people who handle your money? Mm. And not that they're bad, but they're not in the same consciousness as you. Yes. And if you have any questions and want to get many, any further insights – cheap promotional plug <laughs> – do get Patricia's book, Conscious Money. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So the financial systems – oh, it's dreadful. It's so dreadful, if you knew how dreadful it was, you would 
Yeah, you would cry. You would cry. Well, what's being propped up right now by bubble gum and bandages. Um, it, but the financial systems have to go through this change because they're one of the biggest things inhibiting people from freedom. There is a very uh, specific paths or, or um, methods in today's financial systems. And it's very hard for one who is not in it to get part of it. Now, as we've talked about before, the, there, there's not a conspiracy. Please, please, any of you right now, take a deep breath. If you want to be in your freedom, get over conspiracies. Ah, we can argue all day, argue all night. But, but there is this group that I'll tell you right now, the only conspiracy is stupidity. <laughs> Absolutely true. There are no conspiracies. Some of you will argue there's a conspiracy in the government. Stop for a moment. Feel into the energy of government. Think about all the government workers you've met. Think about the politicians. Think about all the ads you people here in America are receiving. There's, they're not bright enough to have a conspiracy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They are enamored with power, of course. But, but who isn't other than a few masters? You go into some of the other realms and the other dimensions, they're not a bunch of really nice, big, fluffy beings out there. They have the same power struggle. Power. Power is translated on earth into generally money. Money. You got money, you got power. But the, the cosmos is based right now on a power struggle. That's why there's so much interest in what's going on here on Earth. Will humans on this planet finally allow themselves to be free? And it's really interesting, amazingly interesting. The elections here that you're having here in the United States. Uh, now, that's not the interesting part. That's a, that's gross, I know. But I said that out in the other realms there's this whole issue of freedom, and they are watching this planet. And they're not some super advanced beings, civilizations that have figured it out a long time ago. Otherwise, they would have been here to help you. They're going through many of the issues in their own interdimensional galactic ways that you are. But really? Believe it or not, is you're at the forefront. When I say that, even out in the cosmos, the jury is still out. Will humans finally accept their freedom? Or will humans keep going along in the matrix? Will they just have tomorrow like today? The jury is out, but actually it's interesting because just like your upcoming election here in the United States of America, it's close. It's really close. It's very close. Now, it's not about who wins the election. And In a way, I'll tell you right now, it does not matter. One bit. One bit. Why? Because it's the mechanism underneath. It's the it's the people from yesterday that are here today, that are going to be here tomorrow operating the government, handing you your driver's license or not. It's those people. 
And there are the people that really believe that tomorrow is going to be like today. Mm. So we're looking for some who understand that tomorrow can be anything you want it to be. It's a hard one to break out of. That's freedom, though. It's a hard one to break out of because right now I say the words and say, oh, that sounds so good. But the chances are for you, tomorrow is going to be the same as today. Tomorrow is pretty much the same. You're going to wake up at about the same time, eat about the same thing, have about the same schedule with the same people, with the same problems. Everything is going to be about the same. And the biggest thing is your thoughts are going to be the same. You're going to wake up in the morning feeling a little tired, feeling a little good, a little bad, wondering what the hell is going to happen next, wondering what is going to affect change in your life, and then waiting for it like it was going to come from the outside. Tomorrow is pretty much going to be like today, unless you say, hell no. Uh, but before you do, there's consequences. And those consequences, which we'll discuss in a moment, are the very things that are probably keeping you from having this true freedom. So let's take a deep breath. <laughs> the elections are indicative. It's going to be very close. Very close. And as I said, it doesn't really matter who gets in, because it's going to be about the same next year. They may argue over a new bill, but the bill won't get passed anyway, will it? They may, they may argue about rights and morals, but it's not going to change. We'll keep going down the same path day after day after day. It's the nature of mass consciousness. It's the nature of no freedom. No freedom. And unfortunately, most humans, the vast, well, 99.9% of humans, feel that they can do very little about it, feel that they have no true influence in their personal lives. That's the sad fact. So they go along with it. They rebel once in a while. They throw a few rocks and sticks. They get on the news program and talk big. They might write an article for their local editorial in the newspaper, which people don't read anymore anyway. Once in a while they say, we've got to do something about this. And then they wake up the next morning on the same pattern. True freedom is saying no more. True freedom is saying, I am going to change. I don't care about mass consciousness. I no longer believe in destiny or fate. I'm not going to go along with the man or the lady anymore. I am that I am. A big step, a huge step. Let's take a deep breath. I want to talk for a moment here before we launch into the, today's topic. We had a magnificent dream walk the other day into the earthbound realms. These are the realms where those who have left the physical body in a traumatic or sad way have stayed. They don't go through the doorway of death because they don't want to admit they died. They're so angry that they're still connected to this earth. 
to other people, to buildings, to things that they did before. You see, what they're really doing when they're earthbound is they continue to live out yesterday over and over and over and over. There's not even a tomorrow for them, even though their tomorrow probably wouldn't be much different than today, like most people. They are stuck in yesterday. They're earthbound. They're not bad beings. They're not even evil. They're not even evil. They do insidious things, but they're actually really not evil. They're just repeating every day over and over again. You had a movie called Groundhog's Day. Each day the same. That's what earthbound realms really are. Well, of course they're screaming. Of course they're going to try to terrorize. Of course they're going to try to get your attention. They're trying to get energy because energy is food. Energy comes to them through things like fear. So of course they're going to be rattling the rafters and scaring the crap out of little kids in the basement. Oh, they love little kids. <laughs> Why? Because little kids can feel them still and see them still. They don't really care if they scare the bejesus out of some little kid because it's food and they're hungry, because they keep living yesterday over and over. Very similar to the life of so many humans who have a body still, who don't think they're in this no-person's zone, who think they have choices. But there are so many humans that are walking through each day just the same. That's not freedom. It was never intended to be this way. It was never intended to repeat every day. It doesn't matter if it's November 3rd or April 15th, because humans, in spite of looking at the calendar, are living in the same day over and over. Sounds kind of depressing, isn't it? Oh, the energy here went so low. Oh, but there's hope. <laughs> you knew I had to say that. <laughs> there is hope. Uh, I'm going to call it today uh, What Dreams May Come. Yeah, What Dreams May Come. Uh, that's hope. There's not a lot of hope on this planet right now. And it actually doesn't have to be particularly when people, most people are getting just enough. There doesn't have to be a lot of hope then. You have a, basically have enough to eat. You'd like a new house, but you've got enough to eat. You've got a car, or you can get transportation somewhere. You have a roof over your head. Just enough. You'd like more, but got just enough. That's keeping people out of their dreams. It's actually better when you lose your job and things are going to hell and you think you might have a terminal illness. That's when you start dreaming. That's when, oh boy, I better get my beep together and dream quick, quick. What dreams may come for you to get out of having tomorrow just the same as today. What dreams may come. Yes, it's also a book and a movie about dying, but so what? That was funny. Um, 
if you're viewing in for the first time. This is a particularly hard crowd today. <laughs> what dreams may come. So I want to talk about the Hall- our Halloween dream walk. Into the earthbound realms. Was it just some other dimension, not really here on the physical plane? Was it really the dimension? Was it really just the dimension of the dead and of the haunted and of the ghosts? I said it was earthbound. Maybe it was also the dimension of the living dead. Hmm. The ones who repeat each day over and over. A little bit of hope. Maybe tomorrow something, something will happen. Maybe tomorrow my destiny will come through. Maybe tomorrow some grand angel will show up instead of dog craps on your front yard. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we walked out in the realms, and yes, we did also walk out onto those realms where the disincarnate remain. My dear friends, I made a statement. Maybe you weren't listening. I made a statement while we were out there. I said that there, was, there were many beings gathered around us as we walked – oh, so beautifully, so solemnly – in such mastery, without trying to heal anything, without trying to inflict ourselves, but rather just walking in compassion. I said there was a, a it's interesting. I said there was a group out there watching. How many were there, did I say? 22,000. Interesting. How many listeners have now listened to the program? Thank you. Interesting. Uh huh. Anybody figured it out yet? Interesting. I'll take a sip of swill while you think about it. <sighs> Can't even get a glass of good wine. Uh, How about coffee with cream? Don't rush. (laughs) Yes. So, 22,000. There were 22,000 earthbound beings who came in very close to see what we were doing. At the time, there were not literally 22,000 Chambra or what you call light workers, but there are now. In other words, they joined us. They came kind of through time and space. So there's more than a thousand. There's more than three thousand. Energetically, there were twenty-two thousand of us going out into this realm, attracting twenty-two thousand that were watching. Who was watching? Exactly. What part of you? I love this. You're so smart. Probably a little too. The part that is earthbound. Now. I didn't tell you there were many other beings watching, the, the, truly the ones who are stuck in that realm, who have left the physical body, but there were 22,000 of you also, parts of you. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> there are parts of you <laughs> that were stuck out there, that repeat. Over and over, same day. Yeah, you know, in that earthbound realm, 
stuck and you went out there for yourself to shine the light of tomorrow onto you so that you could start being free, so that you can start your own freedom. You went out there and a part of you was there. Absolutely. And it was beautiful. And many others as well. Now, so the number one thing that was done, you shine the light of tomorrow, the dreams that can come on yourself that's here today. Beautiful. Sweet. And you thought we were just taking a walk in the park. Being do-gooder for – oh, you fell asleep. I thought you said sweet. <laughs> How many fell asleep? Oh, you can admit it. <laughs> Hands go down quickly. Obviously. Why? Because I think we were beyond the mind. Beyond the mind. Thank you. When you're beyond the mind, suddenly your mind and your body really don't know how to handle it because they're so used to being in the mind. And suddenly the mind can take a little break, so you think you go to sleep. You're not. You heard every word of it. You got all the energy. You were there. So, in addition to doing what you did for yourself, 20, I'm surprised. Nobody figured that out. 22,000? I gave the number right there in the air. 22,000 listeners. Really? I'm doing this for the newcomers. <laughs> so, next, the profound impact that this made when so many of you going out there, because you did go out also into the earthbound realms, which also contain mass consciousness, spooks, ghosts, and everything else, but it contains human consciousness. It contains the matrix out there. What you know is the matrix. In other words, preset conditions, hypnosis. That's blocking humans and you from being free. 22,000 have gone out there, and it will probably grow. 22,000. What impact did that make on those realms, and what will be the earth change, the physical change that takes place? Because usually when there's an energetic shift, there's a corresponding uh, uh, physical change on the planet. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, the physical change doesn't come first and then consciousness. Consciousness, then physical. Always, always, always. So what, what were the effect of all of you going out there as – oh, and if you would have gone out there and tried to do Reiki or whatever of these, or healing or uh, feeling sorry for them, it wouldn't have worked. But you went out there in compassion. If you haven't listened to it, you can find it on AwakeningZone.com. Do a search on Adamus. It'll come up at the top. Yeah. <laughs> so, what day there, was that? August, October 31st. October 31st. So, if you haven't listened, actually, it is a, a, a tremendous experience. So, what happens next? We made a tremendous impact because you could go out there in compassion. That, that was the difference. In compassion, as masters. You didn't go out there trying to be Johnny Do-Gooders, because it, it doesn't work. Because then you're coming from an agenda, and it's going to have a, a, an a effect on the other side. You went out there in the I Am Presence. So it's going to change the consciousness of the earthbound realms. 
That's going to free up many who have been out there for years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, to finally go into the near-Earth realms, maybe even go back to their angelic families before coming back for another incarnation. It had a tremendous impact on what I would call the, the grid or the matrix. This is the human consciousness. You could you, almost, in a funny way, you could almost digitize it and put it up there as a, a digital network. Almost not quite. And and it, it develops structures and patterns. It, it's like a huge software program, and it's very difficult to change. Very difficult to change. There's not uh, using the, uh, this bad analogy. There is not any single programmer that really knows how to change it. And there's not a team of consciousness software programmers that know how to change it anymore. It's too complex. It is software gone awry. Software that is protecting itself now, and it has been programmed with defense mechanisms that prevent change. That program up there, out there, that program is designed to keep tomorrow just like today. Yeah, uh, not no conspiracy, no government. No alien forms, no nothing. It's the choices and the thoughts of humans that have been going on for thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of years that have created this software program. And it's really easy to get stuck in it and to think that you don't have a way out, and to live with that inner misery and that lack of hope and that frustration. What do I do to get out of this? And once in a while you make some lame effort to get out, and you're sucked right back. Think about the last time you had an inspiring thought or idea. Think about when suddenly oh, a little breakthrough. Oh my God, I get it now. Oh, I feel so free and open. And that lasted for what? Ten seconds? Ten minutes? I don't care. Even ten days. And then you got sucked back in because this gravitational effect of mass consciousness pulls you right back. But what we're doing, what you're doing here right now, do you think you're listening to something that's really wise? No. I'm <laughs> you don't have to agree with me so much. <laughs> this is the one time you could have remained silent. <laughs> As I've told you many times, I'm simply distracting you so that right now your consciousness your spirit, your flame without heat can make the shifts for you. The funny thing is you actually don't need to do a lot other than just go along with yourself. You don't really need to do a lot. I distract. You sit there and allow the change. The worst thing to do actually is to say, oh my God, what do I need to do? Adamus is giving us all this information, and it's so profound. And what do I <laughs> What do I need to do with it? And how can I apply that? What should I do tomorrow? Should I wake up tomorrow and do something different? No, 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 no. You've already asked for the change. You've already asked to get deprogrammed. Just let it happen right now. Just let me entertain you for another 52 minutes, <laughs> and 
let it happen. That's all. Take a deep breath, because right now it is happening. It's the only reason why I'm talking about it. I'm talking about what is happening within you. What dreams may come? What potentials are there for you? And there are many, many, many. So we did the dream walk. You notice how I do this shift. We did, we did the dream walk. Imagine for a moment the implications on the programming, on the software. What's it going to do to it? Shake it out. Shake it out. Absolutely. In, not in an intrusive way, because we didn't go out there that way. Not in a collapse kind of way, because we didn't go out there that way. We went out there in compassion. So it too, this, this matrix of mass consciousness, it too will rebalance itself naturally. The more passion from the more people, it will do it sooner. It might be a thousand or ten thousand years, or it might be one year. Doesn't really matter, does it? No. Because you're already shining your light of your dreams on yourself right now. So now so there, there will be a, um, a parallel or a, a, an earth effect on this, because we created something out there, which really isn't out there, it's already here, but for the sake of discussion out there. So we, we illuminated some new potentials. They came to the forefront. And there's a good chance they will be chosen by a few or by many. What happens on this planet, with the Earth, the, the Gaia, whatever you want to call it? What, what will be? Because a shift will create that. What? The weather, of course. So here we we shined, irradiated a potential that freed up a lot of entities, including yourself. Let them go to the other other side, or let them come back for integration. So when we did that, there was at least 22,000 that suddenly created, shifted, and then a lot more, a lot, lot more, but at least 22,000. That creates a type of void, because that dimension, that space, the, the earthbound realms, was filled with a little bit of consciousness and a lot of energy. That has moved now. So what happens next? I'll tell you. <laughs> In this case, wind. Wind. A lot of wind. Oh, a lot of wind. And it's not God angry. And it's not because humans did something bad. It's because you created a suction. When all that energy left those other realms, what happens when you create a vacuum and then break it? Something rushes in. In this case, wind. So expect wind. Where? Where did this emanate from? Right here, Colorado, Coal Creek Canyon. How many of you live here? <laughs> now, let's put two and five together and come up with 22. What did you have earlier this year here? Fire. Right. What does fire do? Burns down houses. And it transmutes. It creates a pre-clearing. And what did I say before? Fire doesn't have to be hot. 
In other words, alchemy doesn't have to be destructive. Fire can be cool. You're going to have winds that come in, and the winds can shift things and they don't have to destroy things. I'll actually, a lot of the destroying was done before this, through the fires uh, that were in this state earlier this summer. Now the winds can come, and they will, and they don't have to be terribly destructive, but they're going to be annoying. They're going to be annoying. Sorry. So what do you do? Cut down your trees. Travel. Travel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Travel. So you take a deep breath. You take a deep breath. It doesn't have to affect you. That blow a few leaves around, maybe keep you up at night more than I even I do. But it doesn't have to be destructive. Remember that. Remember. Keep in mind the fires that already came through already did the destruction, so the winds don't need to, but the winds will come. Good? Between now and our next meeting. Deep breath. Deep breath. Ah, they love it. <laughs> Good. Next. Let's take a deep breath. Last month we talked about freedom. Oh, we're just going to talk about freedom until you're free, damn it. <laughs> yes. We talked about freedom, and I made a remark as I was walking off the stage, if you call this a stage. I made a remark. What did I say? What did I say about freedom? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. And many of you scratched your head or got on the message board and got into your intellectual bullshit. Machio, I'm sorry. I meant to say – I really meant to say Machio, not bullshit. You say bullshit, I say Machio. You got into intellectual Machio about it. What did he mean? And why, what is this whole thing with forgiveness? I said that on purpose to irritate you, believe it or not. <laughs> forgiveness. But there was a lot of truth in it. Forgiveness. To be free, it's important to forgive yourself. Not in the old Catholic or parochial way. Sorry, Pope. Not in an old religious way where you run around suffering your forgiveness. Not at all. True forgiveness is saying, that wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry, looked like me, sounded like me. It actually wasn't, believe it or not. That was not me that did that. That was not me that was offensive, abusive, or whatever else. That was not me that gambled away our house payment. It really wasn't. It truly wasn't. That's forgiveness. Oh. I'm getting that look from Linda, that look of, hmm. Ah, ah, now here we come to an energetic crash. <laughs> because most of you are good with this, but some of you are not. You're saying, what? Now he's gone too far. Saying it wasn't me. Yeah, of course it was me. And I have to suffer for it, and I have to make amends, and I have to learn why this was bad, and I have to do all of this karma for it. Really? Okay. Have fun. Bye. There's another spiritual group, the one I didn't go to. You can go to them. Because here, in this group, forgiveness is easy as saying, that was me. And then it's done. Can you do that? Yes. Yes. We, uh, let me ask again. I've got to ask three times. <laughs> Can you do that? Yes. Wow. Wow. Hmm. I thought it would be muddled when you said that the second time. Let me ask a third time. Can you do that? Yes! Wow. 
I'm amazed. Wow, Obama might win after all. <laughs> but it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> Tomorrow might be different than today. <laughs> so the point, the moral of the story is uh, that, that's the simplified version of forgiveness. It wasn't me. It was an aspect. It was yesterday. I'm not going to carry around that old luggage, emotional, physical, painful luggage anymore. Now, something triggers here. Old programming. It's in, it's in the matrix. It's been programmed in. I can't do that. No. Right. Because if I do that, if I am that irresponsible, what about what if I go back to drinking again? What if I go back to abusing people that I made a vow to myself, never, ever? What if I am so cavalier that I just say, that wasn't me? Hmm. Am I delusional? Am I irresponsible that I can just shirk it off like, like that without feeling it deeply, without penance, without uh, anything other than giving Adama some money – ten dollars <laughs> – can I do that? That is freedom. That's a tough one. Most of you aren't going to do it. You'll think about it. You'll laugh. You'll kind of say, oh, what a great idea, and you're going to talk to your friends tonight. So, oh, I yeah, have a question. I didn't think it was Q&A time, Yain. I have a question. You said every word except responsibility. Can you – what about responsibility? What about it? Does that play into it at all? Some people just take responsibility. It's not just about feeling like they have to pay penance, just merely taking responsibility. Actually, this is all part of the pre-scripted discussion. She interrupts me, and I act a little offended. <laughs> Thomas? I'm a master with my own podium. You cannot interrupt me. Take that. <laughs> For those of you watching the first time that are still here, <laughs> this is a Crimson Circle special program. Responsibility. That's an interesting question, and I'm going to put it right back on all of you. What's more responsible? What is more responsible, walking around with that backpack filled with yesterday? Is that is really is that responsible, walking around with who you used to be? No. No. no, it's a lot of things, but it's not actually not responsible. And if you are going to start taking responsibility for your soul, which you haven't, you pretended it was somewhere else, which I'll talk about in a moment, if you're going to take responsibility for your soul, I contend – I'm not saying you have to believe, but I contend – that responsibility starts right now by understanding it actually really wasn't you, and I can prove it. It was the net result of old programming. Hypnosis, past life BS, I, in things that were inflicted by teachers, parents, mostly yourself though, and mostly programming. 
So, what is more responsible, I ask, to continue with the old programming or to stop right now and say, that really was not me. That was a lot of things, but that was not me. I'm not going to blame it on a conspiracy because suddenly I'm in a very, very bad energy dynamic. And if I blame it on a conspiracy, I'm allowing somebody else to have control over me. I would say that even if a conspiracy did exist, and there's been a few little ones over the ages, and they still exist in Rome, even if they. I didn't say what it was, so please don't have any preassumed notions, church. But um, <laughs> never give your power to a conspiracy. And the moment you do, the moment you're in that duality, you're in that dynamic. You are no longer a sovereign being. You are now part of the conspiracy because they need their victims, and you need your perpetrators. Big. Let go of any conspiracy if you're sovereign. Or if you like the game. That's a fun game for a while. If you like the game, into it. Now, where were we? We were talking about responsibility. Thank you for asking that predetermined question. Uh, <laughs> we had to do something to smack the energy around a little bit. That's a good question, though. Responsibility. Is it more responsibility to carry your past, which really isn't your past, you're going to see? Because your past is not what you think it is. Your past is a series of potentials, most of which have never been realized or understood. None of them, or very few of them, actually manifested. But you believe it's your past because of programming. But your past can be changed the moment you say, that was not my past. Suddenly, your past really isn't a series of chronological, linear events that took place. Suddenly your past is no longer history or his story. Suddenly the past is but one of many potentials or options that could have been played out. And now, literally, the moment you release yourself from your past, you suddenly realize how you can also change it tomorrow. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Forgiveness. That's why I threw this out there, forgiveness, going so far as to say, it wasn't me. That's forgiveness. Not forgiveness like, I am so sorry I did this to you, and I was terrible, and I was such a bum, and I was a bad husband, I was a bad mother. That is suffering. That is karma. That is really a lot of bad energy feeding, and that's beating on yourself. True forgiveness is saying, was not me. Show me the pictures. I don't care what proof you have. That wasn't me. It really wasn't. And then you stop for a moment and say, this is me. Watch this. And then they start laughing, of course. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because you're saying it to yourself, not to them. It's just like our dream walk the other day. This is me. This is my presence, my radiance, my I am that I am. This is me. It's always been me, actually. 
It has always been me. It's just been polluted with a lot of other stuff, which really wasn't me. A lot of old ideas, a lot of outdated and stale dreams, a lot of going along with mass consciousness. I really didn't want to. That wasn't me. This is me. I am that I am. So our experience walking out into the other realms – ah, we gathered a group because you thought we were going to go do some rescue shit, but <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> it was fun, but really, my dear friends, we were doing something much different. We were practicing being in our radiance, practicing under extreme conditions in the earthbound realms on Halloween Day, practicing being there in the I am that I am, attracting parts of yourself tomorrow, which is the same as today, to come take a look at the new light that's shining, the new freedom. Let's take a deep breath. <laughs> Deep breath for that. I've got Calder all choked up. Deep breath. And I, I go one step further. You're doing this, not me. You are really doing this. Otherwise you wouldn't be sitting here listening, taking part, laughing, applauding. <laughs> because it truly is you. Now let's go into uh, forgiveness. Four, th four things, because you always have to – humans like a little list. So we have four S's. That's why before we couldn't do polarization, because it didn't fit in. Linda, if you could write for us, please. Four S's of forgiveness. In particular – I don't want you really to feel into this, this is for you, but also for others that come along – first one and foremost, the one that really applies to you, the first forgiveness for separation. Not polarization, because these are all going to be S's – for separation. <laughs> Separation. And these are the four S's of forgiveness. Of separation. There is a, uh, a guilt, a shame that you are carrying around and been carrying around for a long time that you did something wrong by getting separated. It would be like if you were driving down the road and suddenly you got lost and you feel terrible about it, and the first thing you do, say, is, what did I do wrong? I should have brought the map. I should have brought a GPS. My boyfriend told me that I should have done this, and I didn't listen, and I feel terrible, and now I got lost. Hold it a second. Did you really get lost? Or did you just get off the road for a different type of experience? Did you really get separated from spirit? No, you, you, there is a very deep a wound that you have from that goes way, way back to when you crossed through the Wall of Fire a long time ago, it, but it's also very current, very present. And you keep repeating separation over and over, trying to learn something new. And what Linda, one of Linda's favorite sayings, what is the definition of insanity? Insanity, Linda. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. It's got the light on it now. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Yes. Yes. So 
you, you continue to set up experiences of separation in your life, separation from family, spouses, jobs, and yourself, of course. Experiencing separation over and over, trying to figure it out. Have you? No. Don't answer. I'll answer for you. <laughs> Have you? No. So there's this anxiety about separation, and, and it's one of the big anxieties about death, actually, because you think you're going to go through another level of separation, which you do, but it's a nice one. And so you have this anxiety, and it, it, the first thing about forgiveness is let go of that separation. You didn't get lost. You really didn't get separated. You just took a different path to have a different type of experience. And then you got these tapes in your head, I should have listened. Didn't, didn't one of those angels up there say, don't go to earth, don't go to earth, I should have listened. And I should have listened. Didn't the angels gather around me, oh, you're going to earth? Ooh, why wouldn't? And it's been a series of those type of things happening lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. So let's right now do some forgiveness. Remember forgiveness is saying, mm, wasn't me, and I didn't really get lost, and I really didn't get separated. You never did at all. Let's take a deep breath with the forgiveness of separation, of separation, and you get separated. You just took a little bit different path for a good reason. Really, really, would you just want to be like one of the other humans right now? I heard a few of you say, yes, anything, please. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Honestly. Generally, no. Really, would you want to be in some of these other planetary or galactic systems just waiting for a chance to get down here to Earth to pick up a body so you could learn about ascension from me? <laughs> no. So you took a different path as what you now call yourself Chambra, spiritual pioneers, or a few other things. <laughs> a path not only less traveled, but Never traveled, actually. <laughs> so separation. Let's take a deep breath for forgiveness or, what? That wasn't me. I didn't get separated. I didn't do it. That wasn't me. And the moment you do, the moment you take that deep breath in your radiance, suddenly changes the dynamic so that tomorrow isn't going to be another today. And once you take that deep breath, you realize, it was never really a separation. How could you be? You, you tried you, mentally. You try to separate the soul and the human and the body and all this other stuff and your chakras and everything else. You're not separated. You are a body of consciousness, a body of God. Second, forgiveness, and more traditional sin. Ooh, ooh. I, I had to do S's today, so you'd remember. So when we do our quiz next month. What did he say? It started with an S. Oh, sex it. No. Sin, karma, destiny, and fate. They're all the same. Different words for the exact same energetic dynamic. There are no sins. There are none. Oh, don't philosophically argue with me saying, but isn't murder a sin? I'm not even going to go there with you because you're not going to do it. It doesn't apply to you. If I was talking to a group at the prison, we might have something different to speak about. <laughs> But you notice I'm here. You know, that's one thing. I'm sorry, but I've been in prison. Uh, not that kind. 
Big Crystal. We haven't heard this one. So you never find me on the inside of those bars. I'm not going there. I'll be on the outside. Freedom! Freedom! I got it. You don't. But have a little fun with prisoners. My God, don't get so serious about it. Oh, energy! Boom! Energy just crashed. Really? Drive by the prisons. I got freedom. Why not? Get them out of there yesterday, because in prison yesterday really is like today. I mean, it really is. <laughs> you think you had it bad? Go to prison. Some of you have been. Uh, <laughs> really? No, really. A little. A little. I got freedom. You don't. That always piss them off. What happens when you get angry? You change. You shine some of your new potential. Yeah, to get there, maybe a little anger to get there. But so what? Change is change. I got freedom. Look at you. You got 30 more years. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy when somebody gets it. <laughs> the rest were unsure whether it was appropriate to laugh. <laughs> Socially appropriate? Politically correct? Spiritually correct? That's worse than politically correct. Is that spiritually correct? Does it matter? No. And even if you did, you'd say, oh, that wasn't me. <laughs> sin, sin, sin. Let's take a deep breath. A deep breath. There is no sin, there is no karma, unless you want there to be. Oh, it's been pounded into you, drilled into you. That's an interesting concept. But it's just not true. Sin begets sin. Do you realize that? Sin. And you're told, many of you are told, you have original sin. Oh, and if sin begets sin, you're in for a wagon load of trouble. <laughs> because once you think you sinned, actually, there's kind of an interesting human consciousness phenomenon. Well, I already sinned. I'm already going to hell. I might as well really go for it now. What does it matter? I'm a sinner. Just go for it. I, and and does, a sinner is really actually have never met somebody who's totally redeemed. That's the bad part. There's no standard. They just meet other sinners. Their world is filled with sinners and people trying for it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you have an Adamus Award for, the, for these two laughers? <laughs> Please. I have an IOU for her. <laughs> an IOU. What would you rather have, an IOU or a real Adamus Award? <laughs> a, real, a real Adamus Award. Yeah. IOU? Ah, I'll get my do a little manifesting now. here. I have to go home. Get their dresses. Oh, okay, yes. Okay. Give them a little token gift in the meantime. <laughs> what don't you have? What do you want? You want some money? We have money over here. Oh hell, we have money right here. Okay, here's money. Oh my God, for your for your troubles. Where are we? for your troubles? Take money, please. Oh my God. Thank you. Linda, Linda, Linda. You need to check his <laughs> That'll tide you over until the Adamus Award comes, because that is more valuable than gold, more coveted than money. <laughs> Where were we? Sin. Sinners. Let's take a good humorous breath for 
forgiveness is sin. There really isn't any. And yeah, some of you are saying, oh, yes, but there's not unless you want there to be. That's, there's no buts about it. There is no sin unless you want to believe it, sucker. I, <laughs> I, I, I truly quote me on that. Because you have to be to buy into that old system. You really have to be. You know, it's one thing to say, yes, I'm learning and there's certain things that energetically feel better. I probably am not going to do that again because energetically it didn't feel good. But the minute you label it as sin, uh, you've become a sucker. And, and I mean that, I, not, not as a nasty word. You, you have to now be an energy sucker because a sinner feels bad. And they're victims, and they're going to suck the energy from other people. I'm a sinner. They're either going to steal from them or do something bad again, or just like, oh, would you help me? I'm such a sinner. Oh, Father, help me. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> let me, let me. Please, I've done bad sin. Now you are sucking energy. You are, yeah, I mean, sinners are suckers. <laughs> Great bumper sticker. <laughs> sinners are suckers. Try, try, try driving to prison with that bumper sticker on. <laughs> try pulling up in front of church on Sunday with that. <laughs> Not my car. What car? <laughs> Boom. A surefire way to get a new one. Next on our list, <laughs> where are we? <laughs> Forgiveness. Selfishness. Selfishness. Who said that it, selfish was bad? Your mother, your father, your priest, the church, anybody, everybody, your brothers, your sisters, your lovers, your teachers, the list goes on and on. They're the ones that said it. There's nothing wrong with being selfish unless you believe in sin and separation. Yeah, you see, I mean, take, take these elements, take, take all what you would consider bad energy out of it, selfish. So what? Absolutely. You think I'm crazy? I'm not going to take care of myself? Really? It's bad. You, you're not selfish? Really? You should be. And wipe that stupid frown off your face if you were, and get you out of the poorhouse. It's good to be self-focused, self-full, self-loving, self-joyful, self-abundant, selfish, selfish. But you see, this word has such impact to it. Oh, she's so selfish. She's, it's made to be bad. Made to be bad. Yes, and they, people give you examples. Well, she's so selfish, she didn't care about anybody else. Duh. <laughs> Next. <laughs> it doesn't have to have a bad spin to it. it. It is a standard. It is the standard. When we were out there the other day in the astral earthbound realms on our Halloween dream walk, you were terribly selfish. Terribly selfish, because you were only being yourself, radiating. We weren't trying to change anybody. You didn't bring goodwill biscuits out there for anybody. You didn't bring Gideon's Bibles to hand out to all the lost ones. 
You were very selfish. You just came out there for you in your presence. Now, that's magnificent. Let me reframe that. You were incredibly in your I am for once. You were radiant. You were light. You were being yourself. You were letting your light shine without all the overlays, without all the other stuff on it. You were being yourself, and yourself is a beautiful thing. The self, the I am, changed those realms. You didn't go out there necessarily trying to change, but it did, because you were yourself. Well, let's do a forgiveness on all the old energy around selfish. And from this moment on, put a good energy on that. A pleasing, joyful energy on taking care of yourself, loving yourself. Hardest thing a human will ever do, and the greatest thing a human will ever do love themselves. Easier to love somebody else, of course. Easier to give yourself a hundred reasons not to love yourself because you've been a sinner, of course, and separated yourself from God. Ho, ho, ho. Is he pissed? <laughs> But once you do the forgiveness, basically saying, that wasn't me. Really, it wasn't me. It wasn't the I am. That was an expression, a really screwed up old expression, but it wasn't the I am. So selfish, self-full. If you want to change the, the word a little bit to make it a little bit more palatable, self-full. Be proud of it. Damn proud of it. And if you ever have an experience where you need that. Just be in your light, in your presence, like we did the other day. Self-full, self-aware, self-I am. Good. So let's take a deep breath and forgive, release, get over. Selfish. Good. And one last one for our list. One last S, four S's. Stupid. <laughs> really? I mean, it's a great one. I, I, it's the only S word I could think of that related to giving yourself a hard time for doing what you call are the wrong things. And it could be the little things, going to the wrong school, marrying the wrong person, whatever it is. But, you know, it's. There is so much, so much of your brain talk is, oh, was I stupid? Oh, did I? And it's all under the same category. I did the wrong thing. I shouldn't have. Uh, and it's all stupid self rather than I am self. Let's do a little bit of forgiveness because that wasn't you that's stupid. That's <laughs> you're, you're never stupid. But, but it, it really, if we were to do like a measuring thing on your assessment of your own stupidity, how stupid you think you've been about things. Oh, I can hear them clicking away right now. <laughs> oh, was I stupid? Uh, I was so I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. I was so stupid. That adds up, you know. It really adds up. I mean, it doesn't just you doesn't just dissolve away. It stacks up. And for every boy, was I stupid? Uh, it creates some. Um, energy blockage. And you're not stupid. There's nothing stupid. You're in the midst of experience, 
You're starting to understand that you can choose your experience, how you want to have it, how you want to become enlightened. You want to do it the hard way, like the old masters, or the easy way? Don't answer me. I don't want to hear. <laughs> easy way. But you know, there's part of you, because I felt energetically, oh no, I have to earn it. Really? Really? Have to earn it? No, no, no. No. First of all, being a master, enlightened is self-appointed. I mean, you don't go to, to an enlightenment college and get a degree. It's, it's truly self-appointed. There is not a committee of angels up there that is going to judge you. Well, that would be anti-enlightenment. It's yourself. Only yourself. When you're ready, when you say, ah, uh, I'm enlightened, <laughs> then you are. It changes everything. You want to say it, but you got all these other things going on, especially, boy, am I stupid. How can I, how can I be enlightened? Aren't enlightened people smart? No. They're simple, but they're not smart. They don't need to be smart, because smart is about human intelligence, and smart is dumb. It really is. Because, let me. <laughs> You're trying to go for an Adamus word, and there's no more money left in his pocket. No, because human smart or intelligent means you're going to try to perfect your humanness, and it can never, ever, ever happen. You really can't. You try to be smart, you know, intellectualize yourself to enlightenment or study your way to enlightenment. You can't. All the Masters have learned, and you can learn from this also, is that you let it all go. All the teachings, all the beliefs, all the macchio, everything, you let it go. You simplify, you let go of being smart, and suddenly, huh, I'm enlightened. The, the smart, the trying to perfect yourself, trying to figure it out, you never will. So give up trying and give yourself a lot of freedom. So. Stupid. Let's do and I'm not calling you stupid, I'm pointing at the board. <laughs> um, <laughs> Charming. <laughs> so let's do uh, forgiveness, which means I wasn't me. Uh, let's do one about boy was I stupid. Because you're not. You're not smart either, but you're not stupid. You are the I am that I am. Let's take a deep breath. Never done anything stupid. Conversely, never anything smart. Really. So let's take a deep breath and let's forgive that. Let's release it. It wasn't you. You know, it was this odd thing that really isn't you, but an odd dynamic that was talking in your ear. All these are odd dynamics talking in your ear. They're tapes that go on and on and on. You have old voices. A lot of old voices. They're programmed right in, thanks to mass consciousness. Programmed right in there. They're programmed deep into your aspects, into your past lives, which really aren't yours. They are actually programmed into tomorrow. Already. Already there are tentacles. Tomorrow. Programmed in. All of the voices are already there, waiting for you to wake up tomorrow so they can start chatting again. The only reprieve you get once in a great while is in dream state, once in a while. But then you don't remember it. You don't remember going to some of these amazing dimensions where you're free of those voices because the voices flood it out. 
before you ever get back. Oh, it's, you know, it's one of the saddest things as I watch you go out there. Some, some nights you get into the really high realms. Amazing. And that's when you're really, really expressing as you. And then as you're coming back in, kind of like the space shuttle, kind of making its re-entry, saying to yourself, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember, I'm going to remember. What was I supposed to remember? You got all these voices. Da, 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 da. Nothing happened while you were out there. Da, 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 da. Focus. You got work to do today. You're stupid. You're a sinner, selfish little bastard, and you're separated. You're separated from God. You have to make your way back. <laughs> the voices start talking. Blah 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 blah. Truly, stop for a moment. Listen. Just listen. Don't try to block. Listen. Listen to those voices. Where they come from. Whose they are. And not yours, really. Now, you, sometimes you like to think they are because you're a, a sinner, <laughs> but they're not yours. They're programmed in there. They're just there. And they repeat over and over. And you know, they cause this terrible thing called doubt and get your energy down, keeps you uninspired, makes you just wish for stuff. That doesn't happen. And it gets you really depressed and it affects your body. We're going to change that. There is a new voice. It's already there. Already there. You don't have to, you don't have to buy it. You don't have to read a special book or listen to a special program. It's already there. Always has been. You just haven't heard it. It's a quieter voice because it's more real. More you. It's a balanced voice, and a voice that speaks the truth, not the S's, not these other things. It's a voice that's been waiting for a safe space and a quiet moment. That's the new voice of freedom. The new voice of freedom. Listen to it for a moment. Doesn't sound like or feel like any of the old voices. Listen to it for a moment. You may not even hear words, because it's really a feeling. It's a resonance. Remember when we went on the dream walk the other day, for those of you who went? We didn't speak. We radiated, illuminated, inspired, but we didn't talk words. So listen for a moment. Take a good deep breath. It's the new voice of freedom. It's in your belly. It's in your arms. It's in your feet. It's in your heart. And it's actually not in your head. The new voice of freedom isn't somebody else's. Not mine, not spirit. It's that voice, that resonance that's been there the whole time. Every once in a while you get a glimpse of it, but then after a few seconds or minutes or days, you get pulled back down into mass consciousness, 
into yesterday and today. It doesn't let you out of today. It doesn't let you go for the dreams, these other voices, the old voices. But this new voice of freedom, not even new. It's a voice of freedom. Total freedom. I'm going to ask Andra to, to breathe with you softly, gently for a few minutes as you listen to that voice, as you breathe deeply. Allow you now, as you settle back into your chair, as you settle back into your body, surrendering, I invite you now, breathe, breathe so deeply, feel you flowing down, down into the depths of you, we're still Breath at a time, breath at a time, breathing in and letting go, breathing out, breathing in and letting go, and breathing out, breath at a time. Deeper and deeper, down, down, down into the arms of this great, great pool of love. This pool of love in the core of you, breath at a time, breath at a time. Breathing in and breathing out. Breathing in and breathing out. Slowly, gently, filling you with this amazing gift. This pool of compassionate love that wants to surround you. Feel this. Feel this as you allow you sink. Sink into the exquisite love of compassion. Breath at a time. Breath at a time. Deep. Deep. Breathing in, breathing out. Nothing to do but receive, receive all of this. It's deep in the core of you that truly wants to surround you. It adores you just as, as you are. 
breath at a time. Breath at a time. Breathing in and breathing out. Nothing to change. Nothing to fix. Just receive. Breath at a time. Breath at a time. Receive. Receive. Deep. Deep within the core of you. This adoration who loves you so grand. So grand for you are the creation that is doors. You are this breath at a time. Breath at a time. Good. Thank you, Andra. What to do? <clears throat> talked about a new tomorrow, talked about what dreams may come, about freedom. The interesting thing is actually nothing. Actually nothing except to keep breathing and allowing, allowing. Because if you wake up tomorrow morning and say, oh, I have to make this different than yesterday. I better get in there with my human self, my human mind, and I better eat yogurt instead of oatmeal, like that's really going to set you free. <laughs> I better walk up the stairs backwards, really, to fool spirit and your soul. It's not going to work. And if you try to um, what do you say, smash your way out of old prisons, of, of old dynamics, that, that kind of forced dynamic actually can work against you sometimes. I'm going to go tell that person off because I want to be free. So I'm going to go tell them what's been on my mind. That's not freedom. That's being obnoxious. <laughs> freedom, sovereignty – use the words interchangeably – is a state of consciousness. What happens is once you breathe it and you choose it, once you listen to it into that quiet voice, then it changes all of your energy dynamics. Actually, you don't need to do anything. You stand there right in the midst of the storm and it all happens. It's the acceptance. It's the uh, forgiveness. It's the feeling into that new voice of freedom. You actually don't have to do anything. That's the amazing part. You don't have to affect change on a duality, linear human level. It's like our dream walk the other day. You are in your own dream walk of your own tomorrow. You're just there in your presence. Suddenly, everything aligns itself with you to freedom. It means that some people may go out of your life, new ones come in. 
means that some old belief system, some old job, whatever, it moves. You don't. Remember a long time ago, Adamus told one of his long stories about it's like being on a bicycle. You think about being on a bicycle, you think about pedaling and moving and action. Huh. New energy bike. You're stationary. You're not moving. Everything else is. The landscape, the reality, it shifts and changes. And all you have to do is like we did on the dream walk the other day. Be in your compassionate presence. That's all. Be in your compassionate presence. No fighting it. No trying to scheme it. Take a deep breath. Feel freedom, sovereignty. You don't have to do a thing. It all happens. And then you have a big smile on your face. Somebody's asking you, how did you do this? I, I mean, really, I mean, this was amazing. This was quantum. How did you do this? What books did you study? What great, great master did you follow? <laughs> and you say, I didn't. All I did was take a deep breath and say, all is well in all of creation. And so it is. Thank you, dear Shambra. Thank you, dear listeners. To those of you who are still here for the first time, see you next month. Thank you. So celebrate. Come on, this breath is for you. Breathe it in and receive it. That's what life is. It's waiting for you. Breathe in, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. The old that wanted to hide and survive, it's not me. I am the breather is choosing to live. Live for the joy of it. Love, oh, love for the joy of it. Allow every breath, every breath to take you so deep into this exquisite adventure. The adventure of living. The adventure of loving. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Norma. Thank you, Jeffrey Hoppe, for channeling Adamus Saint-Germain for us. Thank you, David, for opening the show. Thank you to all of you listening, whether it's watching video on the Crimson Circle website, crimsoncircle.com, whether it's Awakening Zone or Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back here the first Saturday in December. Live well and be in freedom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.